Check, check. Mic check. Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Micro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another year. Of the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Thank you for listening. It is 11 a.m. Pacific now, not noon. Thanks for listening. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Tell us what's on your mind. Anaheim 1 is coming up. And, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to get into when it comes to Anaheim. And uh, we're excited to uh, have uh, Jason Thomas and Dan Truman on to help us break it down. And, uh, man, yeah, the new season is here. 2019 Monster Energy Supercar Series kicking off this weekend in Anaheim. Wow. Thanks to Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Uh, they have killer mountain bike stuff as well. Of course, uh, I've been using a lot of it lately on, on the mountain bike trails. So if you're into the market for something like that, please check out flyracing.com. Uh, also, too, this weekend, you will see the WPS slash Fly Racing uh, Company is the presenting sponsor of Supercross, and they will have a big presence there. And there will be a live show at Anaheim at 5 o'clock uh, in the uh, WPS Fly Racing Pits. Myself, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, and a couple of fly riders breaking down how practice was, what what happened, what's going to go on in the night show, and much more. So please check that out if you're coming to the Big A. We'd, we'd appreciate that. Uh, big things going on with the folks at Fly Racing. Also to get... Grab the start with Get. Uh, their uh, their new processors for two strokes are fantastic. Uh, absolutely killing it. They're selling a ton of them. Uh, whether it's Yamaha, or KTM's, they're doing a great job with those. Uh, also, two sponsors of the uh, Monster Energy Yamaha team with Barsha and Plessinger. Also, two Pro Taper, the official bars and sprockets. Rockstar Husky, Geico Honda, JGR Suzuki, all using Pro Taper components. You know, Pro Taper. They're ones that innovated the crossbarless handlebar back in the day. Yeah, ProTaper continues to innovate and elevate the, uh, the products that you see out on the track every weekend. And also the KJSC guys, they use the micro line of bars and grips, man. It's really cool. So please check them out. And Maxxis Tires, the MXST line is out now. Chris Kiefer likes them, and so should you. Maxxis.com. Grab the whole shot and uh, use a set of MXST tires that are developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath. We are going to give a set of tires away on the show, 702-586-7857. If you want a shot at a set of these tires or a fly race. Racing Toxin Helmet. We're giving that away too. Plenty of stuff to talk about when it comes to uh, this weekend. We are going to get a lot of questions answered from uh, How's Marv to Cooper Webb and Malcolm Stewart's improvement to how Bogle's going to do. Is Dean Wilson going to be all right as a privateer? I look at the 250 class, Adam Cincerillo. Dylan Ferrandez, Shane McElrath, I think are the three guys that should be going for it. Uh, maybe Colt Nichols gets into the mix. 
uh, as a as a sleeper. But uh, I like those three guys to be in the mix for the win this weekend, and uh, they'll be really good. And I want to see if uh, all of those guys can figure it out and take that next step and start dominating the 250 class uh, like we could see one of them do. I really I really think we could. So uh, lots to talk about. Jason Thomas, Dan Truman coming up uh, with me producing this show. The reason we started at 11 is because of this man. The Tits Legendary. Tits, what's up? You're welcome, everyone. I didn't know you uh, had been here before to the new studio, but yeah, you How have. How quickly you forget. Yeah. Yes. We did the Motocross the Nations Fly Show. That's correct. And you were here. I did not know that. Uh, for, I forgot it. Um, so you're in the corner. It's harder to for you and I to contact, make eye contact. You but hide behind the monitors. And, I do. And, you know, I, don't I don't get a look at you while I don't going really want to so. see you. Uh, right, how's the yeah. new mountain bike? Fantastic, actually. Uh, thank you to you and thank you to Mike at, uh, Roy's Cyclery for taking such good care of me. Dialing you in. Dialing me I in. went out to Bears Best the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay. I went out to Bears. A little bit of a drive for you. Yeah, a little bit of, little bit of Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like, I didn't like some of the ride. I liked some, <laughs> uh, the first, <laughs> some the of first it. 40 was a lot of fun. And then we started looking for a flagpole. Oh, you went all the way up top Well, there. we couldn't okay. find it, but oh. we were in goat trails on the sides of cliffs yeah, looking for a flagpole. Yeah, that's, to get to a flagpole, that's some, it's steep and uh, I didn't like rugged. that. Yeah, I, I, like I, that I, I could see that. But the first part was great. Yes, yeah, uh, very fun. I got a new fly racing helmet. Oh, So I'm dialed okay. in there. Uh-huh. Uh, and, Did you uh, get rid of your fox gloves? Uh, yes. Yes, they are long gone. <laughs> I don't even know what you speak of anymore. <laughs> I got a, uh, the, I got, I, I was wearing the fox gloves uh-huh. and i and i got shit from max yes and i said i don't have fly gloves that i like for mountain biking right and a package showed up with i'm not kidding you 12 pairs ah. of the media gloves uh-huh so is that, uh, is that your choice is the media glove yeah okay because it's got the f- smartphone thing you can yeah. still use your phone uh-huh. um and so i like the media gloves uh the ones i had were hammered because i was riding my using my dirt bike with, uh, okay. with them so i have no excuses anymore Fly okay. racing media glove for mountain biking. What do you he- run? Head to toe. Uh, I actually just re- run the regular, the light gloves. Uh, the light, like, oh, really? they go with the hydrogen because yeah, like, yeah. they don't have the, the little collar on there or cuff, I guess right. is, the, is the right word. Right. That's my preferred one. Oh, okay. What about using your phone with them, though? Um, actually, they're just thin enough that, that you can still, I mean, it's not like yeah, yeah. their media glove, okay. but I'm not right. texting while I'm well, mountain biking anyway. A lot so. of mountain bike action talk going on right here. Uh, 702-586-7857. We still got some lines open and uh, looking forward to talking to you people about Anaheim and everything that's happening this weekend. Pulpamex Fantasy, Tits, are you in? That's a big fat no. You're out. I'm out. <laughs> One and done. You were Supercross only last year, right? Yes, that's correct. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought I was way better than I really was. <laughs> And uh, I decided, you know what? I'm just going to sit this one out. And uh, yeah, that's that's the end of it. It was it was too frustrating. And the fact that I was not even anywhere, even what? in the remote ballpark wow. of winning something, I said, eh, it's not worth it. You know, uh, you have a chance at a bike no matter how you do. No matter yep. how shitty you do, you I don't have a like chance my to, odds. You had a chance to count uh, Believe it or not, I don't like my odds on... Why? You're the same odds as everybody else. Yeah, that is true. Same odds. Uh, but the odds are very low. <laughs> so you're buying a raffle ticket for a Cowie, basically. You know, that I may do. But I, I have a feeling if I did buy that raffle ticket and and my name was drawn, somehow it would get thrown right back into the pile and uh, well, you'd have to, because favoritism you'd would have be to, claimed you'd and have shenanigans. To, you would have to talk to your buddy there, uh, right. the other guy that sits in the corner. Right. Um, uh, also, too, by the way, we have yes. a new feature. For five extra dollars, you can see our picks. 
me, Dan, Paul, ah, JT. Okay. You can see our expert picks. So That's actually can, pretty cool. Yeah, so you can be like, okay, look, these all four of these idiots have Jerry. That would never happen, but I, a rider. A, all four of these idiots have Jess Pettis, so, so he must look really good. Right. I'm going to pick Jess Pettis. Now, what are the chances that uh, you and Truman and JT and whoever else is going to start throwing out fake picks early in the day? No, then no. 30 no, seconds before no, game no. time, they start swapping it all up. You would never want to do that because you don't know what you're going to be doing 30 seconds before game time to remember. It's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, But to get that competitive edge, you never no, know. No, I, we, we're not, we wouldn't do that. Um, okay. And, and so... When, yeah, we just, I, I wouldn't want to do that because I would forget, you know what I mean? And then I'd <laughs> sure, be stuck yeah. with these fake picks. So uh-huh. so there's no chance that I would ever do that. I, but, we, but you do end up changing your, your lineup quite a bit of times yes. before, the, before the night show. So um, 702-586-7857. We've got some calls on, on hold right now. we got uh, more coming in. We're going to give away a set, uh, a set of Maxxis MXST tires and a Toxin helmet as well. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, lots, plenty of things to talk about when it comes to Anaheim this weekend. Uh, Anaheim 1 kicking off. And, and, and Tim, you are going to head to Glendale? I uh, Actually, Travis Marks and I will both be at Glendale. Um, we will be going to your show, and we'll sign autographs for any uh, you know anyone who's interested. Uh, probably no one. What show? Know, we'll be oh, there. On, on, on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, on, yeah. On your, your 5 o'clock show. Yeah, okay. All right. We're having a live show this weekend, by the way, uh, Friday night uh, in Costa Mesa. We are going to do a live uh, Pulp MX Racer X podcast show, so please check it out. Tickets start at $25, VIP for 40 bucks. It just gets you up closer to the front of the stage. Davey Coombs and... And Ryan Villapoto will be there uh, on Friday night. So we're going to have them on stage, talk to them about all sorts of different things. Um, so please come check it out. Live podcast show. Uh, it's going to be fun. There'll be a lot of Anaheim talk. We'll be we'll coming straight from the stadium to the press conference. So there'll be uh, plenty of things to talk about what happened at the press conference, who looks good, who who, ta- who said what, and all of this stuff. So uh, yeah, down in Costa Mesa, Seegerstrom Center of the Arts, I believe it's called. Uh, all the details are on pulpamex.com and RacerX as well. And you can go on there and buy tickets and uh, Pookie will be there and Chris Kiefer will be there Heather Kiefer will be there and uh, J- JT Weege uh, RV and uh, of course DC as well Davey Coombs will be on there so uh, we'll be looking forward to that um, taking a look at the uh, Anaheim this weekend See what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Tomac, uh, there's injuries. There's rumors about injuries to Tomac. There's rumors of injuries to to Anderson. I know Marv has been off the bike for a while, but due to a, a little bit of a knee injury, so that one is true. Uh, of course, Zach Osborne. The news dropped the other day. Uh, he told me Zacho told me that he would miss uh, two to three weeks, but. Um, the press release said four to six, so I don't know. We'll see what happens there. He is getting surgery done here in Las Vegas, so there's there's that to uh, get into. He's having it today, actually. I asked him to come by the show to sit in, uh, either post-surgery or pre-surgery, and uh, he politely declined, which is, which is a really bummer. Um, so speaking of Zach Osborne and speaking of fly racing, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? Oh, you know, just uh, I'm in Anaheim. It's go time. Where's everybody at? Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show, we're at 11 a.m. now this year, buddy, so you have to get ready for that. Yeah, it's, uh, what, is, this is, Tits rules the world now, or what? Pretty much, yeah, Tits calls the shots, he, he pretty much, uh, yeah, just said we, we have to do it at 11, and so I, I bowed, I bowed down to him. Huh, fair uh, enough, um, That's, uh, not, not very like you, uh, all right. Uh, oh, what are you talking about? Uh, hey, so Fly Racing, Zach Osborne, but first up, uh, you're at Anaheim. Are you setting up? Are you are you looking at the WPS yeah. Fly Racing setup right now? I'm standing underneath the Big A, like 
no no uh, hyperbole there. I'm literally standing underneath the big A. And uh, is Bradshaw going to be here this weekend? Yeah, Bradshaw's here. He was. Uh, I was standing with him at around four forty-five a.m. Uh, drinking a cup of coffee. Nice, good to good to hear. Yeah. Uh, and he already talked shit on you on my Instagram. I like that. Also, that's very good. The last time I was with Bradshaw at 4.45 a.m., he was blaming Beaker for screwing his gear up when uh, Beaker was eight years old. Yeah, that was awesome. That was great. Um, so, uh, yeah, 5 o'clock live show. Uh, myself, you, Jason Wygant, and a couple of fly riders. That'll be exciting. At, at Anaheim, everybody, come check it out. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think it's going to be something cool that, you know, in the pits and that in that kind of time frame, there's not much going on. You know, we've you and I have been to these races so many times. We know it like the back of our hand, but it's kind of a dead time for most fans before the racing, after practice. Uh, so I think it's going to be a perfect fit. And, you know, obviously on the plus side for WPS and fly, it's going to get a lot of people over to come check out our setup and uh, hopefully learn about some of our products at the same time. Yeah, that'll be great. I uh, really hope Pulp Nation comes out at every weekend that we do it. So we'll be putting it on Twitter and everything else. So, um, yeah, and you don't need to be a dealer. You're opening this up to anybody. Yeah, yeah, this is, oh, okay. uh, so wow. we'll have, we'll have kind of two different areas. One will be, uh, you know, more of a dealer hospitality type area that's, uh, specific, you know, and they'll be talking with reps and, and the regionals and all that kind of yep. stuff. And then we'll have a, another area that's much more for just the average fan to come learn about products. You can just come BS with, okay. with myself or Steve or whoever. Uh, but yeah, there'll be kind of two different, uh, two different areas for that. Yeah. I don't really want to mingle with the regular people. Okay. So I just want to let you know. <laughs> you that. are you are the you are the everyday man. You're the average the average fan. Um, okay, so uh, Osborne news came out. Um, he told me two Finally. to three two to three weeks. Uh, he's getting a plate um, fixed in his collarbone that he bent when he crashed. Um, I guess. What do you think? Do you and you know? I don't know if you've ever had a plate in your collarbone. I've certainly broken my collarbone. But is he told me two to three press release says four to six. What are you hearing? What's realistic for Osborne to be back on the track? Well, from what I know about collarbones, uh, and and I'll be honest, I learned more about collarbones watching the NFL, like with Tony Romo and stuff like that, than I do about than from Moto. Uh, but realistically, I think once they played it. It's going to be a pain management type thing. Um, yeah, of course, he's going to need to regain mobility and all that. But, you know, plating the collarbone does so much for stability. Uh, it's going to be, you know, when does he have range of motion somewhat and how much pain can he can he deal with? Um, obviously, there's always a risk of crashing and re-injuring it. But those those plates are, are pretty incredible what uh, modern medicine okay, is Okay, but so. you waffled on the answer. What do you well, think? When do we see him? I think I think it's going to be probably San Diego, if I had to guess, because okay. I think four to six is more realistic. I think two to three is what he's going to push for. But right. we all know if you miss multiple rounds, the championship's done, right? That's just fact. And what good is it going to do to rush back when you could wait another 10 days and be much better? Okay, so, so how long will he be off a bike for? When does he start practicing? The week before San Diego? Today, yeah. If he has surgery today, uh, I'm going to say there's no way he could ride for at least three weeks. So let's say he could ride maybe the weekend of Oakland. Well, this is really going to affect maybe him. Three, he'll, be, he'll be four weeks off a bike. It's really going to affect the hype train of Zach Osborne. Yeah. You know, I, I think at this point you re, you start reassessing goals, obviously. And, uh I think you just you try to get back as soon as you can, but safely, and you're not 
you're not coming back because you're trying to salvage a championship. You're you want to get back because you know your team needs you out there. But um, I think you you start to change how you look at the season, right? You want to get back out there as soon as you can, but I think you push back a little bit of, hey, I need to be on the podium my first weekend out or top five or whatever, and and you start to push that out a little bit. So that's how I would view it. It's like, okay, if I can get back out there at San Diego, that's great. I missed four rounds. And if I can start getting on the podium by maybe halfway, which would give him a few rounds to to work up to speed because, let's face it, these guys are going to be in their groove by by round five, let's say. And he's going to be, A, coming off an injury, and B, coming into his first ever 450 Supercross stateside. So there's, there's two different ways to look at, you know, two different aspects of that. Uh, so, yeah, I think, you know, by halfway, if he's healthy, then I would start to, uh, I would start to expect a little bit more. But as you said, it, it changes everything. It changes, obviously, the beginning of the season. That's, that's an easy one. But I think it changes the whole expectation of your series as well so uh obviously the news came out a lot of people thought dean would step right into that spot i think that's his goal on things but it didn't get announced and i and i can't see dean doing it he's got his sponsors but yet i can see dean doing it because that's where he wants to go but they would have announced that already so a why didn't dean get that spot b does this mean dean's going to be full privateer um all year long and not take a spot because of sort of he's built this program? I think there's two things to it that jump right out of me. For one, yes, Dean has individual sponsors, which I think are, they stepped up for him when he needed it, mm-hmm. and they're hoping to get a big footprint at the races because of it. Uh, and then two, I think just the time frame of this event, I don't think he's, that Zach's going to be out long enough to really make it worth changing everything. Okay. So, uh, if this was a, let's say, a broken arm where you're six to eight weeks minimum and then, you know, figure probably 12 before you're back racing or whatever, I think that changes the narrative for sure on what they're looking for. But with the nature of this injury, um, you know, with Zach saying two to three weeks, and it, it, it could be two to three weeks, just like I said, it's going to be a pain thing. And how quickly can he adapt to, you know, riding? Mm-hmm. Am I injured? So I just think it was too short of an injury to really change up everything because the last thing Dean would want to do is go, go on that team, you know, bum out his sponsors somewhat. And I don't know that relationship, but I would assume they're looking forward to having this, this representation at this, you know, these early rounds. Yeah. And then come, come at the end of January, then he's back out of the semi-truck and going back racing in a van again. I, I just don't think it's the right situation for them to call him out of his current program. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. First one of the year, everybody. Anaheim 1 coming up. Thanks to Get, Pro Taper, and Maxis for coming on board. Uh, Jonesy, what's happening, man? Thanks for calling the show. What's going on? Yo, what's going on? National number 65, Public Mix Fan. Oh, nice work. 65. There you go. Yeah, good good work. Looking forward to those rider selections coming up. Uh, we were while well, we we were waiting a little bit because we wanted to for sure nail down who was east and west, so we didn't want to put up the wrong oh. kind of coaster riders. And once we found that, now we have a small technical glitch uh, on putting handicaps up. And I hope, I hope tonight, this afternoon, um, they're all done as far as who's what, but uh, a technical glitch that Marks is working on. I've been checking more times than I care to admit. Well, just stay on Twitter. Um, we'll, as soon as they come up, we'll put it on Twitter. You know, so. Cool, cool. Hey, I got a, a theory about why AC is the favorite for West. If you guys want to pick it apart. Well, I mean, I, I mean, he's just the fastest rider. That's that's the that's why. But but go ahead. Yeah, let us know. Well, well I, I know I know a couple other guys picked. Not you there, Jonesy.
and look back oh. because I was was listening to you guys talk about consistency on the 250 thing, and I think you might be surprised to know that AC hit the podium seven out of ten times last year. And to think back, he didn't really have any big ones. He just had some stupid tip overs that kept him from winning a lot of races. So that's to clean those up. I, I know, think he's he's in prime spot. Jonesy, that's actually surprising that he was on the podium that many times. I, I would. Yeah, five out ten. JT, would you? Have I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised to hear that too. But I would also say that him tipping over and costing him race wins has been the story of his career so far too. So he's got to clean that up. Yeah, absolutely. I would. Agree. I would agree there, and I would also say the three of the, the favorites, Dylan, McElrath, and AC, are way ahead of probably the fourth-place guy. So I think whoever wins the most races wins this championship, and um, AC's also came in second last year by, by three points, and in 2017 only second by two points. So yeah. He's my favorite. I could be wrong, but he's my favorite. I I, I think so too. Uh, you, the, the 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 points are a little skewed due to the Vegas one, you know, and kind of riders needing to do what they're doing on a combined coast. But um, I like it. Um, Jones, do you do you want to set up tires? Oh hell yeah! All right, Maxis MXST tires. Stay on hold, buddy. Okay. All right. Cool, cool. Thanks, man. Thank Appreciate you. It. No problem. Um, yeah, it's 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 um, those three guys, Ferrandis. Um, McElrath and AC. I talked to him at the beginning of the show here, but Nichols is a sleeper. If Nichols can figure it out, JT, he, you know, we just haven't seen enough of him uh, on the track. But he can, he can get in the yeah, mix. Yeah, I think he's a sleeper, but I think he's a significant second tier from those top three. You th- significant? I, I shocked personally. Si- significant. Yeah, okay. I, I would be shocked if the championship doesn't come out of one of those three. I, I just think they're a step above. Yeah, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Um, those guys, it'll be Shane is just super consistent, and I think Ferrandis and AC can match or beat his speed, but they can't beat his consistency, his starts, and everything else. Macaros just got a, a total total package there. Yeah, I mean. When you look at, you know, and this is not a slight against Colt Nichols. Colt's a great rider. But when you look at those three in comparison, they're always battling for a race winner or a podium. Almost every time they touch the track, you know, especially for Shane indoors. Colt has been great, but he's more of you can pencil him in for a top five or six, and on a great night he might get the podium. The other three, you're like, if they're not on the podium, your your first instinct is what happened, right? Why are they not on the podium? Yep. Um, absolutely. Uh, let's get to Dark Side. Dark Side, um, you have an extra VIP pass for the live show this Friday night. I do. I do. One of my buddies, one of the co-hosts on our show, the Moto X-Pod show, cannot make it till Saturday. So I do have and if somebody wants it, um, if they're actually going to be there tomorrow night, just go, uh, well, they can email me, I guess, uh, well, let's uh, no. Let's do let's do yep. this. Uh, yep. First person to call in right now on the Moto Sixty Show, Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show. First person who wants a VIP pass for the live Racer X Pulp MX podcast show in Costa Mesa right now gets yep. it gets it, uh, and we'll put you we'll put you on hold dark side, and you can deal with with uh, deal with tits and get get that guy your information. Um, so seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. If you want VIP pass uh, for free, thanks dark side for doing that. Very nice of you. Absolutely yeah, cool. And uh, see you guys, man. And do you have a question or anything? Uh, no, no, nothing off the top of my head, man. I'm okay. just excited. Can't wait to can't wait to get there tomorrow. All right, stay on hold, man. We'll 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 put you in information uh, with the next caller. All right. All right, sounds good. All right, um, JT. So Marv is Marv. 
had a knee injury that was pesky, bugging him, like needed a scope, so some uh, meniscus issues. Uh, skipped Paris, uh, skipped Geneva, got back on the bike, didn't have surgery, got back on the bike, knee bothered him again, uh, had to go in and get a scope. So probably off the bike four weeks, five weeks, around after Monster Cup and before, you know, recently. How – okay, so he's one of the big four. He's going to be – he's Marv. He's going to be great. How much does this knock him down, though? Does this take him from saying – from slotting him fourth out of four, let's say, uh, of the top four, does this put him into an eighth or ninth place at A1 because of this uh, lack of, uh, uh, of time? No, no way. For me, he's still in the top four. Okay. Um, I just think he's too good, and it wasn't – you know, a knee scope is, is not fun, but at the same time, it's something that you're doing rehab right away and back on a bicycle and doing stuff. So, for me, I, I think it's a very small disadvantage. Um, I do think you'll see a little bit of it at some point. Maybe you'll see an off night or something. You say, yeah, you, you'll wonder immediately, like, is this is – this, you know, maybe missing November on the bike or that, that three or four week span he missed. Uh, But I still think he's just too good and he's too solid. His starts are great. Um, I think still, well, the biggest question will be, you know, can he fix his weaknesses? And, And every picture that you've seen of him and DV on Instagram or social media or the Supercross preview show, they've been working on whoops. So, I don't really question if he'll be ready. I just think uh, between Alden and DB and all the smart people he has around him, he'll be fine. You know, maybe not a hundred percent, but ninety-eight or ninety-nine. Uh, I'm more curious so, okay. So he, so, yeah, so he's still gonna be really good. You think none of this yeah, really yeah, matter? No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I just, I just wonder if he's improved on his weaknesses. That, that's going to be the question for me for him in 2019. Because if he has made significant improvements on that, I think he rockets up to co-favorite for the title. I mean, look at his past couple of years he's been so damn good uh you know minus the shoulder injury last year um that's the glaring the glaring one thing he's missing yeah, i think he's got second in three straight series in the 450 class yeah yeah, yeah he's just he's smart he knows what to do he's been through it so many times he knows when to go and when to you know when he's got to back it down and when to take chances and when to not uh so that experience is not going to go away um i just i you know I, it was what keeper and i battled with last year is you can't have holes in your game and win a championship. And, you know, Tomac's hole has been he's, he has throwaway races, and you just can't do that. That, so, that hole will be sealed uh, this year. That hole will be filled this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I picked him as my favorite as well. But, you know, that's my whole point is you just can't have glaring holes and win titles. There's, there's too many good guys that don't, you know, have holes. Right, absolutely. Let's get to Shad. He wants to talk about Jason Anderson. Shad, what's up, man? Hey, buddy. How are you? Good. Happy New Year. Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Happy New Year to you and Blue Crew. You're looking good. Thank you. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, Chad Reed sold his pro- put his properties up for sale and everything, but he was doing that before Weston got hurt. So what what's the real deal behind the scenes? Um, well, I, I yeah, I just think he wanted to liquidate and, and got tired of owning yep. all the property, you know what I mean? I don't think it was anything to do with um, – with 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 Weston getting hurt and getting the ride and everything else, I'm a bit surprised that he's selling the house and moved to to Charlotte, JT. Exactly. But but uh, but no, everything well, was in the works for a while. Yeah, to me, and and I haven't spoken with him obviously, but uh, when I look at what he's got his property for sale for, when I look at what he's got his house for sale for, uh, he's trying to sell it. Don't get me wrong, but he's not trying very hard because they are very expensive for what their the uh, real value seems to be. So. 
Um, you know, he's quietly been trying to sell that track for a while. You know, it obviously caught attention more recently because he made it, you know, more public. But uh, I think isn't more than harder, anything. He, it, go ahead. Sorry. Isn't it harder to sell that, though, with all the legal issues he had with uh, the riding schedule and everything? Yeah, I'm sure it doesn't help. But, you know, at the same time, he's got a lot of money into it, like that go-kart track and a lot of other things that, you know, if you're not, if you don't have go-karts and are not into it, that's a lot of money that he's trying to recoup out of it that maybe you don't want to spend. So, I, you know, you, you look at what he's charging for it and then you see what other people have, have kind of valued the property at. And I think if he was very aggressive and wanted to sell both the house and the property, I think he could move it pretty quickly. But just knowing Chad for a decade, he doesn't like to sell anything for less than top dollar. So I think I think it'll be a while before yeah. he sells both. Uh, that's my personal opinion, but uh, that's that's just Chad. He doesn't, he he doesn't want to give anything away, you know? Yeah, I've seen what he had it for. That's crazy. Uh, I'm I, sure. I, 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 I think also he, assumed it was like in two, two tr- tracks, they split it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, Chad. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Hey, th- hey one more thing. Yep. Uh, I know the fake news, but you said it Monday. So, did Jason Anderson hurt his wrist or not? Mm, I can't seem to figure it out. I heard the same. Uh, I said that rumor that I heard, and then uh, I got a text from somebody who said, "Hey, man, I heard through the grapevine that that you know Anderson was holding his wrist." Or and I'm like, "Yeah, you probably heard that on the show, or someone told you that they heard it on yeah, the show." Like, but so I I don't know, man. It's all we got, we all, got fantasy picks, you know. Yeah, dude, we'll find out soon enough. Don't worry about it. Um, just look at his talk practice times, and, and you'll see that he's all right, I'm sure. So thanks, Chad. Thanks. Yep. Bye. Appreciate it. Uh, just uh, one last thing to touch on there on the chat thing. I, you know, I think there's a, there's a myth out there, uh, a misconception that some of these guys have, you know, $100 million in the bank, and they never have to worry about money. You know, everybody, every racer at the end of their career thinks about money. So for Chad, he's looking at – I have this track, I have this go-kart facility, I have all these things that are just a liability at this point. So, yeah, he knows. He sees the writing on the wall. He's going to be 37 this March. So, yeah, he's going to try to liquidate and have as much, um, you know, liquid and and fluidity as far as where he wants to live and what he wants to do as he can uh, as he transitions out of racing at some point. So I think it's just a natural progression. Uh, I think it takes a lot of overhead off his plate because he can now go to JGR and ride there and let them pay for everything instead of having to have a track guy and a practice bike guy and all these things, you know, paying 30, 40, 50 grand to rebuild the tracks every year. It's just, there's a crazy amount of overhead that goes along with having a private facility. And, you know, I watched him pay it all those years and I was very fortunate to be able to ride there, but I know it it costs crazy amount of money. So I, I don't blame him in the least part for that. I mean, he's got it. Got it made now, yeah. yeah. Okay, moving to Charlotte, but as far as the rest of it, it's it, I think it's the way to go. Yeah, absolutely, Jeff. What? Do you, uh, thanks for calling the show. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, so there was the guy um, who called on Tuesday night show in regards to living out in the middle of nowhere and not being able yeah. to yeah. use the gold package. So every cell phone company has an HDMI adapter. I'm in the same exact boat. I'm paying seventy five dollars for this package. I don't have internet. Um, but you can actually cast your phone or mirror your phone image up to any TV that ha- has an HDMI port. So, so, so you use LTE. You use your LTE. Your just your cell signal, whatever that is. No, no, oh. not even that. You just connect it right into your Lightning port or your USB C port right into your phone itself. Yeah, but he has charging. But his problem was Wi Fi. Yeah, but if the NBC Gold is an app, 
that Wait. you just pull up on your phone and watch it on your phone. Yes, I understand well. that, but you still need a a Wi-Fi to get the ultimate no, best. At, at that point, yeah, you. I guess you're right. You would just use yes. your 4G. Yes. So just so, turn up your 4G on that. So the problem with that is that not everybody's LTE or 4G is good enough to stream. You know, without buffering and all of that. Like, oh, man. Some, sometimes it is. <laughs> yeah. But. but yeah, no, for sure. That was that was it, though. Appreciate okay, it. thanks, man. We'll see you guys soon. Thank yeah, you. appreciate it. Thank you for the call. Um, Brandon, what's going on, Brandon? How are you? You want to talk about Colt Nichols? Yeah, I think you guys are sleeping on Colt Nichols a little too much. I think I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Listen, J, I'm not. JT said significantly, significantly yeah. dropped down. I'm not, I'm not really sleeping on him. I'm just going off of what everything we've seen from these guys in the past. What All the evidence we have on hand would tell you that those three are have been a step a, above on the results page than, than Colt. I think Colt's great. I think he's the fourth-best guy in the class, but I do think he's the fourth-best guy in the class at the same time. Yeah, but just look at the last two years. He's came in behind the eight ball. I mean, he's been dealing with injuries. Yeah. I think this year, having a full offseason to get ready, I think – I think he's going to surprise some people. Uh, I like the uh, I like the, I like the confidence in Colt Nichols. Yeah, that's totally fair. I mean, he's going to have to prove that, though, right? That's that's the part. True. And if he surprises, he surprises. But I think that's the part where he could draw motivation from is maybe he does feel everyone's counting him out. So, uh, listen, I have no dog in the fight. I'm I'm just here for entertainment. So that's I have no problem with it. That would be uh, to add a fourth guy to the mix would be fantastic. And uh, also too, I think you know that I think that bike, that motor is great. It's fantastic, and uh, the bike itself is a, a tremendous yeah. package, yeah, and that and that helps him a lot. You know that helps out Ferrandis as well. So, uh, what was the deal with putting him on the West Coast? Why wouldn't they put him on the East and give give him a little bit better shot? I mean, it's going to be him versus Ferrandis, and they're both. Well, guys, yeah, you know, but on the other, on, on, on the east, you know, you have uh, you have Justin Cooper, Old, his teammate, who is going to be really good. Um, yeah, Oldenburg's definitely the fourth best guy I feel out of that team. Yeah. But you look at Forkner and Marty. Yeah, the, they're, they're, they're 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 as yeah, strong they're as go one two right. Well, they're as strong as AC and and McElrath, you know, to me or 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 Ferendis, whatever. Um, yeah. They're both. Sure. I don't know. I just I don't feel like one coast. I feel like the coast JT are very balanced. Strength-wise. Yeah, and I wonder if it's just a, uh, a comfort thing. With, with Colt coming from Oklahoma, it's, it's hard and slippery a lot out there, and that's, you wonder, I, I don't know, I'm just you know guessing at reasons, but it could be just a comfort thing. Maybe he likes the dirt out west a little bit better. You know, tracks like Glendale and, and Anaheim are, are hard pack, and you look at a lot of those tracks. I've ridden in Oklahoma several times, and it's pretty damn hard pack. Yeah. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks for the call. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Get, Pro Taper, and Maxis. All on board with us. 702-586-7857. We got a few lines open yet. Still giving away a Fly Racing Toxin helmet. Uh, Jason Thomas, before we let you go and talk to uh, to Dan Truman, uh, again, Pulp MX Fantasy is uh, is open for signups. Uh, create your leagues. Um, you can invite all your buddies in. There's a $100 Industry Idiots League. If you think that you want to match up against the very best and a ton of riders and mechanics and people in the pits industry people then it's called industry idiots uh use the contact form on pop mx to contact me i'll, I'll forward you on to uh, dan and um we can uh, you can join up in the big money league jt yeah it's uh man year two it's uh, it's crazy sitting here a year ago we we're all kind of wondering how this thing was going to go and if anybody was going to play and uh i think we've answered that question so We've uh, we've all put a, a lot of work into it. We're super excited. Uh, we all love the the back and forth and the competitiveness of it. So 
the biggest thing is I would I would invite you guys if you've never played, give it a shot. You can play for free. If it's your second year and maybe you just played for free to learn next year, sign up for the championship league. Give it a shot. I, I think you're you'll really enjoy competing for prizes and you know, last year if you played for free and it kind you kinda of didn't care if your team was good or bad, I can promise you that it will it will raise your level of interest in the races by tenfold if you have a, a, a competitive team that's you know in the running for championship league. And uh, you get a shot at a motorcycle, no matter how you do. If you sign up and if you pay to yep. play, you get a shot at a Cowie KX450. Um, everybody gets put into the raffle, so it's uh, looking at it that way. You have a chance at a raffle for a, for a new bike, no matter how you do. <laughs> uh, also, too tomorrow night, Costa Mesa, Seegers from Center of the Arts. It sounds really classy, JT, for, for guys it like does, me and you. It does. We're really going to drag that place down. Um, 7 o'clock, uh, 25 bucks. myself, uh, JT, Weege, Kiefer, Davey Coombs, and uh, Ryan Villapoto our guest uh so that'll be cool i'm looking forward to davy he'll be uh he'll be f- probably enjoying himself and we'll probably let loose uh, some really funny things good times yeah i'm gonna i would need to uh talk to damon too if we can see him we can drag him over there as well yeah get the beast there um fantastic jt all right give me your winners for anaheim one uh my column came out today my staging area column and i picked jason anderson to repeat his 2016 win uh, so I'll, I'll stick with that. I, I just think he's had a solid off season. He's coming in as under the radar as a, a defending champion possibly can. And I just like that things have been quiet in his camp. And I think that will give him confidence when everybody else has got question marks all around them. So I'll take Anderson. And then, uh, the 250, I just like McElrath. I like his starts. I like his a one results in the past. I just think he's, he's primed for an a one win. Tits, who you got winning Anaheim? Um, Eli. Don't pick Dungey, please. Um, oh, wouldn't that be great? There's another class, too. Oh, uh, you want both winners, then? Yes, please. Uh, AC. All right, that's what I'm going with, too. Flyracing.com, please check them out on the web. And 5 o'clock live show this Saturday at Anaheim Stadium, right under the big A. Me, Weege, JT, and, and maybe a fly rider or two. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming on the show. All right, guys. See you. Uh, we'll move right into into our next guest on the show, 702-586-7857. Please give us a call. We still want to give away a Fly Racing Toxin helmet and a VIP a ticket to the uh, live show tomorrow night in Costa Mesa. Uh, with me on the line from Athena and Get, it's Dan Truman. What's up, Truman? How are you? Oh, good. How are you boys doing? Just got into, uh, I just got into California. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, ready to get this show on the road. How's everything with Get and Athena? The jumpstart uh, deal thing is probably uh, selling out as we speak. Yeah, we actually sold more than we anticipated, uh, which is never a bad thing you would think, but it actually can become a bad thing. So, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, uh, we it's doing really well, you know, for what it is, a, a jump starter. You know, most people use it for their phone, but uh, the people that are using it for jump starting purposes, it seems to be working awesome. I told my wife we're, we're going to get her one and throw it in her glove box. Yeah, that's what a lot of people do. We sell extra cables, so people will just bring that with their backpack or their UTVs, things like that. And yep. they have a couple different cables, like you know, you could just keep cables in you know Poogie's car, or, you know, yeah. or whatever, and yep. just have one jump starter. So, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's been good. Um, how do you feel? So, Dan, how do you feel about um, CR's move to North Carolina? That that really um, opens up time in your life. Your your wife is going to be happier. Yeah, uh, yes and no. I mean, the Friday night when I got the call that 
apparently they don't they don't really know how the real world works sometimes they were like all right we're gonna move it's thursday i'm like how are you gonna do that oh we'll just call a moving company i was like no you have to schedule those things <laughs> so my my phone rang friday night which i knew what the phone was called uh do you think you could drive a moving truck to north carolina i was like when uh well we need it by tomorrow like afternoon okay okay all right yeah okay <laughs> oh jesus but i knew that was coming but no i think it's good for him i i I think being around the team and and the riders and and just kind of getting to do everything with those guys is way better than him riding by himself. Um, I don't think him riding by himself was was going to be very good for the season. Um, yeah, I, I definitely it's going to be I, as I told him on the show on Tuesday, he is going to have so much more time on his hands just because he's not going to have to deal with all this stuff. Yeah, for sure, and and he's at a point in his life where he wants to spend time with the family and the kids and and stuff too, but. In this case, he's not working on the track or, you know, or even having to do any of that stuff. You know, he's literally just, he's still training and doing that, but he has somebody that helps him, you know, yeah. he doesn't have to worry about a practice bike guy he shows up every day, the, the bike's there. And there's just, when you do stuff the right way, it, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you think he's going to do? We talked to him, we, talk, we did our fantasy picks. Handicap should be out real soon, by the way, as I mentioned to that caller. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I have him. Five to ten, maybe seven, eight. Um, and he'll probably get pissed if he heard me say that, but I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's fine. Uh, what about you? What do you? I mean, you're as, you know the guy inside and out. Yeah, I mean it's really hard. I mean when you say someone's five to ten, right? You could say that about Dean or Cooper or, or Seeley or Chad or any of these guys. And when you say that, they're all going to get mad, but they all can't get top ten, right? Somebody right. has to. Somebody has to not get top ten. So I think. When you put those guys in the same category, I think it does come down to starts, and I think Chad's going to get a good start. He's going to—he's not going to qualify well. I don't think that's a secret for anybody. He'll mm-hmm. probably be around the eleventh to twelfth, I think, somewhere around there. And um, I don't know. I, I think he'll be inside the top ten. I, I don't see him. You know, that first group of guys is really good. Mm-hmm. You know, that the Eli Mar of that group. But I think that next group. Uh, I think he can battle with those guys. You know, I, I think he'll get better throughout the year too. And uh, I mean, the goal would obviously be to get on the podium at some point, right? Right, right. Uh, hey, what do you know about Tomac and his being off the bike for a few weeks with a back injury? I've asked the Cowie guys; they told me that he was uh, off the bike for some for some uh, Kawasaki corporate reasons, and, and he's fine and this and that. But uh, what, what do you know? Yeah, I know pretty much what you know. I think as far as I think he was off the bike for three weeks two to three weeks um he has been riding i know that for a fact and he he's back up to pace so i don't think i don't think we can look too much into that i don't think it's going to be an excuse or an issue mm-hmm. um but I, I do believe he had some some issue with his back uh, maybe just a contusion or something of that sort i'm not sure but um from what i understand he's back up to speed and there's really no no hiccup yep um marv's been uh off a little bit we talked to jt about this i wonder how much it'll affect him to start the season he, he took about three four weeks off yeah marv's a question mark for me because i haven't seen marv ride i do get to see a lot of these guys ride i haven't heard much from marv i haven't seen him ride i mean i know he'll be good and everything i just don't know how strong the knee will be mm-hmm. does he come in and maybe maybe just try to get like a, a fifth to seventh i don't know you know i think he obviously won last year, so I don't. I don't know. He's the biggest question mark for me. I have no idea. Um, and Anderson, um, rumors are that he hurt his arm, but I, I couldn't really track those down. I sent a few texts out, but I don't know. I just feel like that kind of bullshit this time of year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think everyone's got bumps and bruises, right? I mean, they've all crashed. I mean, I mean, 
Chad's had a crash. They've all they've all had a crash. I think yep. um, that it happens, but that's that's not going to be an excuse for for those guys. I don't think. I think Eli will be fine. Marv and, and Anderson, Kenny, those are still my top four guys. Right. Um, you know, I think I think Anderson, even though he's the champ, it kind of feels like he's the underdog sometimes. Yep. Um, everyone looks at Eli's the fastest, this and that. Kenny has so much to prove. Marv wants to win one, but I think Anderson, he's still my pick to win. Yeah, really, huh? I think Eli figures it out. I do. I think Eli figured. I mean, I don't know. Good God, I've I've been saying that for two years though, so it's not like you can put a stamp on that, you know. Um, Chris is on the line. Chris, what's up, man? You want to talk about Blake Baggett? Yeah, I was just wondering uh, what you guys heard about Baggett and uh, Brennan posted a video of him yesterday. He actually looked pretty good, so just uh, hoping he has a good year this year. What do you hear about Baggett, Dan? I seen that same video you you seen, and I watched it over and over this morning on the plane, and I was like. Is it in fast forward? Because he was going really fast. Uh, that that video was at Hampshire's track, and if you, he looks like he catches RJ maybe by like two seconds a lap. Uh, so that's the most I've seen of him, and it, it was impressive. I think he's had a quiet off season. Mm-hmm. He's healthy, from what I understand. Um, he's never been one to come out swinging in Anaheim, though. Uh, he's had injury here in the past. I think he wants to get through the first couple races, but uh, speed wise. He's unreal in the whoops. So if the whoops are are big and tough, he he could be up there. He really he, could be. He also is at a little bit of uh, bike stuff that's held him back testing wise and this and that. And and I'm at the same bike now for two years in a row. So um, he should have that dialed in, Dan, better. Yeah, I think so. Uh, do you think Eli will will have any bike hiccups being new? Uh, I know he raced it at yeah. Red Bud and and things like that, but he, I mean, still race scenario and Supercross. Usually, the first year bike has something pop up the he, first few rounds where yeah, they didn't know. I've said this over and over. I, I they I've been asking how how everything's going and the, the bikes. You know, those guys. The bike's awesome, no problems. A hundred percent. Racing is different than practicing and testing. And at some point, my prediction is we will hear Eli say, "I'm still figuring this bike." out or somebody on the team will be like hey we, we found something on this bike it's just it's natural for a brand new model you know that'll happen yeah i, I agree and and a lot of their data they get from the gps which they don't race supercross in, in the gps so i think that uh i think they'll have some a few hiccups with it in my yeah. opinion. uh chris do you want to fly racing talks and helmets since you asked about fly racing's blake baggett Oh, that'd be awesome yeah definitely all right we're gonna give you a talks and helmet just for calling in and asking about baggett man thank you thanks for the call thank- no, thank you guys. All right, stay on hold. Uh, all right, fly talks and helmet is we've been giving that away. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I didn't see that video. It makes me want to pull it up now. I didn't see Burner's video. Uh, it's, it's good. It really is good. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you think Bogle's going to do? I, I talked to. We had him on the Pulp Show. Um, it, look, he was riding a Honda. He told us he wasn't even going to be in Anaheim because he hadn't figured out his privateer program. You know, it seemed like he's jumping on a steel frame bike after never riding one. Um, it's going to be tough for Justin to get in the mix early, but I mean, if he can stay healthy, uh, mid season, maybe he starts cracking, getting near the top five. Yeah. Another thing with Justin is something I, I said, it starts just come to be so important with these guys. They're all so close in speed and we all know he's a great starter and he'll go for it. So, um, Anaheim, I don't really put him inside the top, top eight to 10, not, mm-hmm. not this weekend, but I think he will get there. And he's also ha- he seems happy. I mean, I heard your pulp show, and he seemed really happy. Yeah. And I know working with Forrest and the team, uh, been friends with those guys for many years. You can have a good, fun atmosphere over there. Yeah. And that that relates to good results. 
So I think it. I think it'll be a good fit for him. I think he'll do really well. Speaking about Burner, I mentioned this to Bogle. I, I have a lot of respect and a lot of time for Michael Byrne and his his skills uh, on the track. His skills uh, when he raced on the track. Uh, when he has when he's dealing with riders now. Um, I, I'm I'm a fan of Michael Byrne helping Bogle and even helping Baggett, obviously. Yeah, I think he's going to help Bogle a lot. I think because uh, Burner's come back from injuries and he's come back from you know where he was a privateer and then went back to a factory team. And I think he'll have a lot of input to be able to help someone like Justin. And uh, I mean, I think we've seen kind of what he did with Blake and even Benny. I, I think Benny would have been really good. Yeah, I think he was faster. I think he was faster than people thought. Yep. Um, and I think he would have been really good. And I, I think a lot of that does go to Burner. I mean, you look what. Burn did to help Chad and even Michael Essie when mm-hmm. he was with Moto Concepts, he helped him a lot. I think he does he does bring a lot of value to the team. Yeah, no, I absolutely think that that he's one of the better team managers uh, out there for sure. Dan Truman from Get and Athena on the line, Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. We got a few more minutes left, and then uh, a few more lines open at seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. If you want to give us a call, um, Josh Grant not racing from what I know, Dan. Yeah, I heard. But he- wants to race. Yeah, I heard the same thing. I heard he wants to race. There was close to a deal being done, I believe, with uh, with Dustin and the guys, Speed Zone, the guys that Chad did a deal with last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just people, I mean, Dean Wilson seeing it, it's really hard to put a program together uh, in the off season. And uh, I think maybe that was the hiccup. Uh, he was calling around looking for some sponsors and stuff. But I think he's kind of staying ready just in case somebody is to get hurt and, and he could get the call. Um, so I talked to Bowers, and I, I tweeted out that Bowers is, you know, on a Cowie, and he works with the Cowie guys. He's got good suspension and good motor stuff because they like him. And, and I said, you know, I assume that he's kind of waiting for, you know, uh, E.T. or Joey Savacci to have anything go wrong, and then he'll jump in there. He texted me and said, no, I'm, I'm ready to go anytime for any bike for a fill-in ride. I'm ready. Uh, and Dean Wilson seems to be more just saying, hey, I can only fill in for the Rockstar Husky guys because – um, you know, Rockstar supporting him. He's got a bike, uh, a good motor, and all of that. Uh, JG is open to anything. Uh, we saw Bogle got the ride over JG, and and I imagine over over Bowers or anybody else. Um, I'm, I'm sure they thought about all that. Out of Grant and Bowers and Dean, like who fills in first? Yeah, I mean, I think you were right on Dean. D- Dean's not going to fill in, even if say Kenny was to go out at Honda. I don't think Dean goes to Honda right. just for the fact that he's tied in with Rockstar and the people that have helped him get here uh, to Anaheim. So I don't think that Dean would fill in anywhere, in my opinion. Um, other than Rockstar Husky, as, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than Rockstar Husky, yes. Um, as far as uh, I know, Josh Grant's name was definitely thrown around uh, at the Rocky Mountain team. Yeah, uh, I know uh, Byrne has worked with Grant before. He liked to work with. He liked working. He was with a Josh fly Grant. guy. He was a fly guy too. Yeah, yep. exactly. So I definitely was talked about. Um, maybe they looked at the ceiling, and maybe Bogle has more, you know, potential. Dan, you know, I, maybe I, I might have went with JG. Yeah, I mean, JG's good. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just looking at maybe what they were looking at. Maybe they were looking at Bogle still on the up. I don't know. I mean, JG's good. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I I think I might have went with JG. Uh, I don't know. Just that's what, whatever. But yeah. So if I was a team and and I get the filling right, I mean, uh, Bowers is going to be racing, so that does help. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that does help. But you remember, JG did this a few years ago on a Suzuki. Showed up at Daytona. Dude, he was basically retired. 
yeah, showed up at Daytona, got a seventh, no problem, uh, at, you know, one of the gnarliest tracks, and then turned it around and, and got a factory ride for a couple more years. So yep. I would never write off JD. The guy can show up to any race and, and be the fastest, in my opinion. Uh, you know, he went to Europe, and I mean, he beat, I think Mookie might have fell, but he still was yeah. battling with Mookie, who, who we think is going to be a top 10 guy. And, uh, yeah, I would never I would never write off JG. Um, so if your rider went out tomorrow and you could pick Bowers or JG, who do you, who do you, who do you pick? Who do you call up? If, let's say Bowers has been racing and making mains, obviously, and doing, doing okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough, but that's the, that's the vital question though, right? Like when someone gets hurt, why don't they call Dean? There's so much more to it, right? I think that Bowers has to have maybe some kind of contract or are they both just free agents that have no, no deals? Yeah. Bowers says he can go anywhere. Okay. In that case, I think I take JG. Okay. You know, if they're if they're both in you know shape and and there's no attachment, yeah. you know, there's yeah. no there's no baggage. Right. Right. I know when everyone's like, oh, Dean should have got the ride, you know, when Pike got hurt, but Chad's really not even a fill-in for Pike, so that didn't make. Yeah, that sense. deal was done already. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> yeah, from what so I understand. That, yeah. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, well, Wilson should have got the spot when Benny went out. It's, it's just not that easy, you know? Like right. People think it's that easy, but it's not. Yeah, I mean, Dean's locked into O'Neal, so he's not going to any place that has a gear deal. You know, never mind yeah. the rock star, never mind the rock star, never mind everything else. Like, you know. Yeah, um, there's so much more into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, why are you so high on Matt Pichelia? Dan? <laughs> I, I'm not high like he's going to go get top ten. I just think that he makes the main event. I yeah. think that he's a, he's a main event guy. Um, I mean, the guy podium to Supercross. You don't just get you don't luck into a podium of a 250 Supercross. Um, I mean, third third in a 250 Supercross, you can't argue that. And that was only two years ago. So I think he had a really rough year last year. Team issues, health issues, and I think that he makes the main event. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think for fantasy, our fantasy pod will drop ASAP. And uh, and yes, Dan is Dan is very big on Matt Bichelli at Cycle Trader being a great Pulpomex fantasy pick. And I, I have no, I don't, I honestly know nothing about him. He could have a broken arm right now, for all I know. I don't even know if he's coming. I just, I'm going off pure past talent. Right, right. Of what, what I know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dan Truman from Get and Athena. Uh, Greg, you got a question about the uh, raffle we're doing? Yeah, I was curious. I heard you guys saying that you were thinking only maybe 500 people were going to sign up for that for that raffle. I'm throwing out, what if like 5,000 people signed up for it and you had $100,000? How awesome is that? At the end of the year? Yeah. Would that, well, I mean, would you guys, would you bring that up and let everybody know that you have that kind of money sitting there so everybody's done it for fifth place in the LCQ at that point? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I would. Wouldn't that be fun to, like, alter the races? <laughs> um, we're we're <laughs> doing a private, Dan, I don't know if you saw this, but we're doing, we're giving, yeah, yeah. The Yamaha, the Yamaha thing. Yeah, so we're giving 80% of the money to uh, the first place guy with the most points in the LCQ, and uh, we're giving uh, 15% to the second place guy, 5% for the third, and yeah, Greg, I mean, if we, I mean, we were talking ten thousand dollars, but honestly, the the donations are flying in right now. I just had a yeah, five hundred dollar one. I'm probably gonna, I had a five hundred dollar one yesterday. Five tickets. Yeah, yeah, I'll buy five tickets probably. So I know if you guys, I don't know. I've heard you claim you got thirty or forty thousand pulp listeners. So even if a quarter of those people, yeah, bought tickets or an eighth of those people, so I mean, Dude, that would that's be the thing that you guys are doing. I think I'm stoked that you guys are doing that for those guys because they do. It is tough. I my I've had family members that race and it was tough to yeah. 
try well, to scrounge up dollars to get to the next round. So yeah, at the end of the year prize, but I think that would be awesome if somebody could possibly, you know, ten thousand people showed up. I mean, that's one hundred and sixty grand for yeah. Them. Listen, you listen, know, Greg, I, I, I will definitely put it out there because I wouldn't mind letting people know how much money we've done and and maybe right. how much money some of the, these guys you know aren't getting for racing. And it's not bad if that gets out, you know, to me. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Thanks to Yamaha for that, and thanks to Guts and Michelin and Works Connection and uh, uh, FMF and uh, Roost for all stepping up too. We're gonna deck it out as well. So right on. We'll cool. Can't, can't wait for fucking A one. Yeah, awesome man. Thanks, Greg. All right, take it easy. Uh, yeah, I think that'll be awesome to, to give away a bunch of money. And and I mean, DV was on Twitter yesterday saying Dan that people are gonna take dives for this thing. So I think it's really good. I, I really do. I mean, I'm here today on a Thursday to go to Anaheim to help out. Brandon Shear and and some privateers that that I support. Um, I'm a big believer in the privateers. We need them out there. And you know these guys are in vans and stuff. And I mean they're just trying to make a living racing. So yep. I think that I mean probably three or four of the guys I'm going to help out are going to be in contention of that. And the more the more you know the more money that's there. I think you should advertise it and you should talk about it. I think it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, actually, just speaking, just as you were talking, Dan, 120 bucks came in. <laughs> Just right now, as you were talking, I got my email open. So, um, all right, quickly before we let you go, 250 class, uh, McElrath, Ferrandis, AC, titles coming down between those three guys. And JT said he angered a caller earlier because he said Colt Nichols is a substantial step down. Uh, I think he's closer to to those three than than that, than a substantial word. But um, thoughts on those three, Dan, and, and who can get in there? RJ, Nichols, who else can take a step up? Yeah, I think uh, I think Nichols will be close. He was second last year at round one, I believe, um, or, or got a second. He's he's never made that step to win, but we've seen that with Osborne. Once they get that first win, it seems it seems to be easier. I think Nichols will be in that group. Uh, I do have McElrath to win this weekend, though. He's he's very good at the opener. He's such a good starter, but I I think AC should win the title, in my opinion. Um, so I have AC to win the title. But guys like RJ are going to get up there. Mm-hmm. I just he's never raced on West, so I don't know how to affect them nerves wise. But he's he's putting in the effort. He's I think he got a motorhome and he's going to stay on the West Coast and and do it with his with his fiance or wife. And um, I don't know. I I don't see many other guys getting up in there though. I think Mark Banks will have flashes of brilliance, but I don't think he's going to be a podium mm-hmm. threat. Um, did you hear? You heard your buddy Chad talk about Lopes and Dungeon in the same sentence. Um, yeah, you know, how's Lopes going to do? Yeah, Lopes, I mean, we've said that at the track. Uh, we've all referenced that Lopes looks a lot like Dunge, especially when he was in Fox and and stuff like that, and now he's in answer. But um, I think he'll be good. He he has his days, just like Chad said, he'll have a day where he's just like, wow, he's really good today. And then he'll, the next day he's just, you know, a few seconds off. So that comes with, with time. But I have him, I have him around 11th this weekend, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I think he'll get better from there. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Um, how, seriously, Dan, how's the bikes? How are those bikes? They're not. They're all new, but they're not quite on the level of some of the other guys yet. They've, they've gotten last in all the shootouts, from what I hear. Uh, but they're but they are an improvement over what they had. But what do you know? What do you think? In stock form, I think they're they're obviously a big improvement. Uh, the race bike is so much better than than I think what the the people on the test are getting to ride. Um, they've done a lot of work. JGR has done a lot of work to make them good. And there's a lot of hands involved to make them better, but I watched Alex ride it. And I mean, I think he's really good on it. So <clears throat> I think you can make it good. It just might need a little bit more work than some of the other brands, uh, right out of the crate. 
but the bike is better. It's a huge improvement. Yeah, huge improvement you're going with. It's a huge improvement okay. from right. 09, yeah. Yeah. the bike dungeon road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, when Phil had parts that said AS, Austin Stroop, marked on them, I, I yeah. pretty much checked out of that bike at that moment. <laughs> like, I pretty much was like, okay, I see where we're going here. Um, so. Yeah, that, that, that's a true statement. There was parts that had uh, Stroop and Izzy's names on them. So. <laughs> <laughs> good, good God. Um, all right, everybody. Well, Pulp Mex Fantasy Industry Idiots, Dan, I sent over two more today or three more today. Uh, my buddy in Canada even texted me. I gave him your email. Um, if you want to play Pulp Mex Fantasy for big money, $100 buy-in, all the money goes back to uh, the people yep. who win. Um, uh, contact me using pulpmex.com contact form, and Dan um, uh, is the general manager of the Industry Idiots League, and uh, we'll, we'll get you in. Yeah, we're up to, uh, I think it was like right around $13,000 already, right, this morning. Yeah. So um, it, it'll get up there, but yeah, 100% goes back, and uh, it'll be, it's fun. It yeah. makes the weekends more fun. And, and there's in, there's weekly cash prizes, cash cash prizes weekly uh, out of the money. There's a season-ending prizes for Supercross. Uh, there's also a triple crown in Supercross. Like, there's different ways yeah. to, to win back your 100 bucks. Yeah, last year there was 166 people and uh, 70 of them won money. So, you know, a lot of people, more than, you know, more than almost half won the money. So, yeah, including me. I got third one week or something. So, very, very <laughs> you happy did win that. some money. Yes, I did. Uh, all right, Dan. Well, thanks, man. And also, to get and Athena, uh, email me on the, using the contact form, pulpmex.com, whether you want an ECU, two- or four-stroke, you want to get one of those jump starter kits, you want a, 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 a hour meter, uh, tons of cool things at Athena and get, and we'll give you a Pulpmex show uh, listener discount. So simply do that, Dan. I know you've been processing some of those people as well. So uh, thanks for that. And and uh, we'll, we'll help people up and explore and, and get good deals on get and Athena. Yeah, the the support's been awesome from Pulp Nation people, so I appreciate you guys buying the product and, and supporting us. Thank you uh, very much. Uh, thanks for your time, Dan. Appreciate it. We'll see you this weekend, man. Thanks. See ya. All right, see ya. Dan Truman, everybody, on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by Get, Pro Taper, and Maxis. We gave away MXST tire. We gave away a Toxin helmet, ProTaper.com as well. Lots of cool things from those guys. Parabinos will be on this show a bunch. Tits, welcome back. Glad to be here. Thank you. Welcome to the grind. The grind. It begins. Yes, 29 it begins. weeks. Oh, You'll man. be sitting in that chair. Too many. <laughs> Thanks for playing Pulp Mix Fantasy 2. Thanks a lot for that support. You're welcome. Not. <laughs> See everybody next week. Still lost bouquet. Not a dozen.